when she was cast in a French language film in 1982. These early uncredited roles gave her little screen time, but still provided her a boost in the film industry. Oh man, the tape deck broke down. For the record, I did suggest it wasn't the safest idea to wire a VCR and an old tube telly to a couple of submarine batteries. Much less bolt all of that to the wooden frame Brother Methuselah has been carrying around on his back. In the goddamn rain. See, that's what I'm saying. You should have added a jaunty little umbrella. I told you all, but did you listen to me? No one ever listens to me. It's like I'm not Why even Why bother ever. with all this electrical stuff anyways? Isn't this the life on the open road, roughing it outdoors? How else were we going to keep ourselves entertained during our exile? The oral tradition. Well, maybe not oral, but... No, 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 no. Batteries, all that rain, ah, the pain, the specifically electrical pain. Jiminy Christmas. Okay, okay, okay. Hold on, I got you. Oh, thank Ford, my robes are woven from the purest asbestos. I surely would have been burnt to a crisp otherwise. <laughs> well, it may have been janky AF, but. I have to give props for it lasting a lot longer than we had any right to expect. It's like uh, old people technology was built like it was going to be around a while. I mean, I don't... Yeah. No. No! This can't be happening, man. This can't be happening. What the hell are we going to do now? What are we going to do? For starters, not going full Hudson on this one. Oh, hold on here. Let me have a look. Oh, you got flop sweat on your face. You're pale. Your hands are shaking. Oh, shit. I know this look. This Inquisitor Ethan is in withdrawals. No, of course you'd know what that looks like. I'm in real pain, man. I'm gonna die. I refuse to believe that a person can go into withdrawals over movies. Hey, it's true. I mean, look at the prehistoric Mycenaean civilization. No movies at all, and where are they now? Oh, look at this mess. I told you we should have gone with Betamax. The war between VHS and Betamax was decided long ago. Yeah, the porn industry delivered the fatal blow. <laughs> Phrasing. <laughs> well, since we can't watch anything, what are we going to do? What people have done for ages, since before videos existed. I remember a time before streaming, but there was a time before videos? You mean... recreational demolitions? No. Rugby-based blood spots. No! Erotic soap carving contest? No! No! no. <laughs> <laughs> Perform jazz recitals about the wireless. I think I could hum the latest Cold Porter. <laughs> what? Shut up, you antique wind-up twatterphone. <laughs> Seriously, though, what are we going to do? Jesus H. Christ, read. We're going to read. Read books like civilized human beings. And I know that might be a difficult concept for some of y'all, but I promise you it can be done. And it will be done. Yes, books. <laughs> When I joined this society, I was promised no reading. It was right there in the contract that I didn't read. Eh, could be worse. 
I thought you were going to suggest we all just talk for a while and get to know each other. Oh, of all the sick, disgusting things you've ever suggested, Brother Andy. Uh, Enough flim-flam. Cease your folder roll. Reading, eh? How will that help us to have a conclave? You can't just broadcast the sound of us sitting around and turning pages. And if we just read the text aloud, what would that make us? Some kind of, I don't know, sonic document? A phono-parchment? An audio book, if you will? We're gonna have a book club, bitches! A good old-fashioned book club. Well, we can't just do it here in the middle of nowhere in the rain. Next to a screaming fossil. I am still in pain! Yeah, we got that from the screaming. Correct! We will find a place somewhere that the pseudo-intellectual literati thrive. A place where would-be authors mingle with so-called readers, where man-bun-wearing milk-toasts mingle with trust-fund kittens, and everyone is working on a project. Oh my Godzilla. You don't mean... Within the depths of the strip mall of the, well, a strip mall, lies a pretty nice coffee shop open till sunset. Past the spotless counters where hipsters fuss and order drinks. Beyond the groovy beanbag chairs flanking the mezzanine where would-be screenwriters tap keyboards in frustration, a secret society assembles to scrutinize those books rumored to drive their readers to dissolution and madness. Draw closer, dear listener, and let your trembling ears sup upon the eldritch knowledge of the Cine- uh, Libromania Legion. Welcome to Cafe Coco Labongo Del Gogo. Our specials today are- Nice door, little pretentious. But I'll take it. All right. Um, sir, you can't... Oh, um, welcome to Cafe Coco Labongo. Silence, caffeine drone. This way, everyone. Colonize a booth. Okay. Well, uh, that's... Welcome to Cafe Coco Give me a cup of Hemingway's tears steeped in the venom of the Marlin he never caught. Thank you. Wait, Marlins don't even have venom. Oh. Scotch, then. This is a cafe. We don't have a liquor license. Stupid laws. Nobody cared about licenses in Interzone. We drank. Welcome to Cafe Coco. Hi. Uh, I'll, I'll take a, a, a half, half calf, half calf, calf with the calf mixed in. Whisk it frothy and, and bring me just the steam and don't bother with the cup. That's not even possible. Welcome to Cafe... Bring me a reading lamp and a cup of mountain spring water and non-dairy. Well, okay, I'm feeling fancy. Make it a champagne flute of glacial off-melt from the Swiss Alps. How? Welcome to... Cease your prattle, peasant. I'll take a coffee, Colombo, bingo, bango, sweet mama, diablo, and leave in the pineapple slice. Whatever. Welcome... Fifth of vodka, eight shots of espresso, and just a splash of soy milk. And can I get that on the rocks? In to go canister? And I brought my own straw. Are you all right? What the? Welcome. Cup of tea, please. Oh, that is it. I ain't not paid enough for this shit. The knuckles so boisy. coming in here asking for things we don't even have. I'm so tired of it. Uh, Don't. 
Okay, now where were we? Oh yeah, book club, bitches. Very well, I call this readathon of the Libromania Legion to order. I, I suppose a gavel is too much to hope for. Here, just bang this coffee mug on the table. This will only end in tears. You'll rue this day. You over there, commence your ruing. Shut up and read, you goddamn heathens. Okay, everybody ready? Did you all read the book that I assigned? No. Yes, but I don't understand how we're going to have a serious conclave about all of these recipes. Recipes? What What did you read? The Necro-nom-nom-nom. Seriously, let me see. Ah. The Necro-nom-nom-nom. Seriously? It's the world's most dangerous cookbook. Did anyone read the Necronomicon like I assigned? I read the program from the 2003 San Diego Comic-Con. Oh, God. I read issues one through four of the Necronama Come. That explains the wrist brace and suspiciously long bathroom breaks. How does that even exist? Rule 34. Oh, what about the rest of you? Uh, nearest I could get was the Telecom Nikon, <laughs> Cleveland area, circa 1998. An avant-garde work mainly just lists of numbers, but after a while it really grabs you. Ugh. Andrea, tell me you, you of all people, at least read an actual goddamn book. Well, actually, Necronomicon isn't a real book. It's a creation of science fiction author H.P. Lovecraft and only exists within the world of his books. So I read the collective works of H.P. Lovecraft. Jesus, that's a lot of Lovecraft. Of course it's real. I have that paperback right here. But whatever, that's close enough. That one's a hoax created in the 70s to cash in on gullible metalheads. There is no real Necronomicon. Well, actually, actually... Hey, hey, contract says that's my line, bucko. There is a real Necronomicon. It's an art book by H.R. Giger, originally published in 1977. Good grief. Okay, yeah, fine. But I meant H.P. Lovecraft. H.R. Giger gave a copy of Necronomicon to Ridley Scott, thereby inspiring the epic and unforgettable production design of the world's greatest movie, Alien, which was... Again a, with Alien? the best... Christ, what is it with you and that goddamn movie? Look... Someone described the premise of the film to me in fourth grade, which made me not able to sleep for a week and terrified of anything touching my face. If I had to be traumatized by that film, <laughs> so do all of you. Anyway, Daniel? I don't know what he read, but it might have been something best left unread? Yet he pushed on anyway. He understood the assignment. Sometimes you gotta break a few eggs to, to make things right for the great old ones once again. Oh, phew. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, I went to grab my old copy of the Book of the Dead. Um, but I wasn't sure which one you meant. So, like, most people think of the Egyptian one, which started off as pyramid and coffin texts between, like, 2400 and 2000 BCE. 
Then there's Tibetan, Bardo Thodol, Sumerian Lament of Susa, the Lepginza, Ethiopian Mafafa Sadak, Ars Moriendi, Orphic Argonautica. So I just read them all. At once? The hell, dude? Were you trying to raise Armageddon? Because that's how you get an Armageddon. You better not have been trying to bring about anything, because, you know, nothing good ever gets brung about. I mean, I'm not not trying to. It's more of a lifestyle choice than an agenda. Don't worry about it, comrade. It would have been a lovely excuse to bust out my flamethrower. So, now we're all assembled, how shall we proceed? Well... I guess we can talk about what we did read. Well, mine started off a bit bland. Aaron Aronovich was a predictable opener, but it really got going towards the end with all the Zyangs, Yankoviches, and Zimmermans. Not to mention a whole foray into classified ads for local tradespersons. That one was quite the divertissement. Mine had some really great illustrations. A real pop-up book, if you know what I mean. It was a rousing success, if you know what I mean, wink wink, really made the characters come to life, if you know what I mean. Yeah, we, we know, know what, what you mean. Boners. <laughs> I'm getting the vapors. I mean, really, really great illustrations too. Though they don't all seem physically possible, at least for humans. Wanna see? No! No, no. Well, maybe. Uh, yes, please. Oh, so someone else. Please, someone else go. Uh, I'll go. On the first day, there were some really great guests speaking in ballroom C during the morning. In the afternoon, the action was all happening in room 203. On the second day, the keynote speaker got all of the attention, but if you left early, you could be the first into the exhibit hall and get your hands on all the best swag and limited edition merch before the booths got too crowded. <laughs> uh, the last day was less exciting, but also less crowded. And that all happened when? In 2003. It's a period piece. So useful. All right, how about you, Ethan? Well, this was mostly review. Um, I've actually made recipes from this book in the past. Um, Robin and I have a history of doing themed dinner parties, usually themed to a movie. But um, a couple of years ago, after I got some money attached to my Lovecraft-themed feature film project, we decided to invite a bunch of friends over for a Thanksgiving. When does that take place, anyway? Uh, that's the last Thursday in November, <laughs> um, where we made and served a bunch of recipes out of uh, Necronom Nom Nom. Um, as with any good dinner party, we started with cocktails. So I did Herbert West's Deanimator, which um, I naturally served in syringes that we had left over from all the nursing difficulties that we had. Uh, we also made Nog Sothoth of liquor at the punch bowl. And that was a that was a hit. Um, all of the everybody likes boba, it seems, and that calls for boba. Um, I don't like boba. Now that is a proper drink, not like the menu at this so-called cafe. Yeah, tell me, yeah, yeah. what is it? I mean, it's it's like buns. I, they only have one more than three hundred milligrams of caffeine. Could be anything. And there's but no door on God. the bathroom. Well, none anymore. Uh, well, next we 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 had appetizers um, because this was a, something we did um, with courses. So we had grape old wands, which were grapes <laughs> and wontons, uh, and amigo to go, which um, naturally involves fungi. Uh, for the kids on trays, we made necroni and cheese, and cultists in robes, which are a variation on pigs in a blanket, but where the hot dogs are cut like 
an octopus and you wrap biscuit around it like a rope. Oh, that's oh, really that's creative. creative. Yeah, it's oh, actually pretty fun. This is a crime against yeah. humanity. But but seriously, like great <laughs> wontons though. Sounds well, sacrilegious. It is. <laughs> it's actually surprisingly well, good. Wontons are a very mild flavor. They can go sweet or savory, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. That that's sort of like crepes. Well, you know, it's yeah. that whole thing of mixing sweet and savory. It is something that drives one to madness, but can be enjoyable nonetheless. I mean, it's a bland starch. Um, it makes it anything, <clears throat> just like a pancake or a creep. Yeah. Or boba. Fried dough. <laughs> Ugh, bobas are so gross. I don't want to eat eyeballs. Boba's fantastic. Uh, next, we went to, uh, we, we made uh, adult entrees, so we made shaw goulash and ah. the unknown squash for all the vegans in the crowd. And, uh, you know, the fun thing was we had a lot of people who came in costume, and a great time really was had by all. Oh, so weird something like as that. If Hungarian cuisine. Yeah, and how come I wasn't invited? <laughs> I don't know that I. Yeah, I know. I, I didn't actually exist yet. <laughs> <laughs> where was I during all this? It's a shame you had to miss out on it. Bath Morta exiled you into the fifth dimension of. <laughs> <laughs> I, so... I brought an acorn. Anyway, so unfortunately, the the Thanksgiving was also the last dinner party we've thrown um, because. That was in 2019, and as you might all recall, uh, November of 2019, uh, shortly right afterward, there was a deadly global plague that struck that month, and then months of major civil unrest here in the U.S., and also, I think, in the U.K., too. No, it was fine. No. (laughs) (laughs) It was was yet another good reason to bust out that flamethrower, eh? I... I don't know. Maybe it's just my overdeveloped sense of guilt, but um, I tell myself we had nothing to do with it. But, you know, reality is we did open the Necro Nom 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 and we worked several uh, recipes via its directions. Uh, I guess I'm saying I'm not willing to rule anything out. I mean, so it's your fault? Like, I mean, let's blame you. (laughs) Not for Why blame the Chinese when we can blame Ethan? More than one... Not uh, enough training. Just not enough training. (laughs) More than one occult uh, tradition, right? Like, food uh, is one of the popular forms in which incantations and and rituals are performed, so you may very well have... It may be your fault. um, That's the entire basis of pastrymancy. (laughs) Pastrymancy. Pastrymancy. Welcome the Nequassant! (laughs) (laughs) The Great British Bake Off. Dark side. We, uh... The we... Great Old Ones Bake Off. Was there there we go, the same that's time better. that we did that, uh... That we did that, um... Oh, God. Sorry. The, uh, acting thing with, uh, the guy from Mad Max 2. No, that was that... that yes, that was around the same time, actually. That yeah, was yeah. that... that uh, Gibson? That was just no, about Vernon a, Wells. a month later. No, two months later. That was in January of 20. Yeah, Vernon we, Wells. We a, that was um, like acting workshop. Okay, if it, if it had Wells. been Mel Gibson, yeah, that then was... I would say it's definitely your fault. You definitely opened some portals to some dark sides <laughs> or something. No, it was like that was like the last thing I did before like the world shut down was go to that acting work- workshop with Vernon Wells. Yeah, <laughs> oh, wow. You know who yeah. Vernon Wells is, right? Yeah. It was Wes. You yeah. can run, but you can't hide. Well then, all right, um, Andrea, what have you got for us? Get comfy, everyone. 
class is in session. The Necronomicon does not actually exist. Like hell you say, I got me a genuine, real, somewhat original copy right here. Check it out, the paperback edition. I had to trade a first edition PK Dick novel for this. It says right on the cover, Necronomicon. See? Oh, the world's most dangerous book, now in paperback. Well, it was cheaper than the hardcover. Correction. The book Lovecraft described in his stories doesn't exist. Like I said earlier, what you're holding is a joke created in the late 70s. That book came about because of a confluence of social forces. There was the public concern over the growth of the early heavy metal music scene. There was the revival of interest in H.P. Lovecraft literature. And there were the first stirrings of moral panic over supposed secret cabals of Satanists in schools, all part of the phenomenon we now call the Satanic Panic. That book is mostly just ancient Sumerian funeral rites with some mythos from Lovecraft mixed in. <laughs> Looks like Hope got ripped off. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I will say I did read a few of the fakies back in college when I was you know, getting into occultism. Uh, they were maybe a little less rigorous, but I did start to see glimpses, patterns upon patterns, inconceivable geometries, the dark cupboards of the earth, the foothills of vague dismay. Now that you mention it, I did notice the stars looking not quite right earlier. And you've grown a tentacle. It waved at me. Uh, uh, sorry. Stop it, Francis. You're drawing attention. Ahem. Ironically, H.P. Lovecraft did later write a history of the Necronomicon, but few copies survive. According to Lovecraft's history, the original text was called Al-Asif, was written by the mad Arab Abdul al-Hazred in the 8th century Damascus. He was born in Sana'a, Yemen, but he was later torn apart in public by an invisible demon. Or he disappeared. Depends on your point of view. How many points of view are there? One guy says, oh yeah, Abdul just wandered off one day, he owed me a fiver too. And the other says he was torn apart in the town square. There's not really much overlap there. I think we can discount the opinion of the local glue huffer ranting about invisible demons. Hey! Yeah, that isn't even how Arabic is composed anyhow. That basically translates to slave of the the strangler. Fucking Lovecraft. Sheesh. The text was later translated into Greek in 950 CE and given the name Necronomicon officially. In 1228, it translated into Latin. Later, finally, English and German translations appeared. The very few copies left in existence are said to be distributed among various universities, including Miskatonic University in Arkham. Go fighting cephalopods. <laughs> you know, there is a novel I read by, uh, by an author named Donald Tyson called Al Hazred, author of the Necronomicon, which huh? is actually pretty decent. You know, it's not the best thing ever written, but it's, it's a good, creepy, scary book. Um, Did it at least include a lot of tentacles? No, not exactly. Oh, well, then I'm not interested. It, it's, but it's interesting because Donald Tyson isn't a novelist. Like he also claims to be, um, he also claims to be like a real spirit, like, like spiritualist author. And I thought it was pretty funny that um, this book, which I have, uh, was 
published by Llewellyn Press, which tends to publish lots of like you know quote unquote real magic books. Oh. Okay. <laughs> what 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 did he claim to be? Um, a wizard. Why? Well, Donald Tyson claims to be a real practitioner of magic and witchcraft. Oh, a bullshit artist. Yeah. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Donald Tyson. I'm, I'm assuming this is not the same Donald Tyson who is the CEO of Tyson Foods. Probably not. <laughs> oh, Although, my God. Magnate. Just to be safe, I would Those dino nuggets are magically Tyson delicious. Foods, but for different reasons. <laughs> they are made from real dinosaurs. <laughs> How do you think he got the dinosaurs? <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't Miskatonic University Daniel's alma mater? Yeah, but it was a learn-at-home-by-mail sort of deal. The envelopes were always ugh, moist. Mm-hmm. Uh, like your typewriter. Yeah, now it, baby. <laughs> oh, it's under the table. Oh, he's still here. Oh, I thought we flushed oh, it. Go- oh, it scuttled over my foot. Oh, there here goes the health rating. The first actual written reference to the fictional Necronomicon was in H.P. Lovecraft's story, The Hound, where the characters find a hound-shaped amulet and mention that it had been described in the Necronomicon. Later, H.P. Lovecraft goes on to include the Necronomicon in at least 18 of his stories. Some of the most famous references to the text are found in At the Mountains of Madness, The Thing on the Doorstep, and most foundationally, The Dunwich Horror. In The Thing on the Doorstep, Edward Derby takes an interest in the Necronomicon and other occult texts while studying at Miskatonic University, then marries Asenath Waite from Innsmouth. He is later possessed by Ephraim Waite, Asenath's father, through Asenath's use of a formula from the Necronomicon that allows a person to travel body to body to body and transfer themselves into another's body so they never die. Sounds useful. Sounds what was the middle part again? <clears throat> the funny thing is, most actual books of the dead are quite upbeat and optimistic. Downright cheer you up reading. Uh, are you sure you have the right book there? I don't remember seeing many ancient death tomes on the list of top ten light summer reads for the beach. Oh, mine? Like a Brit is one to talk about staying upbeat. Yeah, I'm serious. There's some variation, but most are either instruction manuals or allegories on how to pass through the lands of the dead to reach some kind of everlasting paradise. <laughs> that was the most common theme, was that journey often repeated many times by a god, a lot of the times tied to the cycle of day and night. No evil spells, murderous blood rituals, or unwholesome sex orgies with corpses. And most cycles I know of involve a lot of blood. Wait a minute, mine was like all sex orgies, not with corpses, but, <laughs> you know, you get it, huh, huh, huh? Yes, yes. we get it. Mm. Well, why did you read them? Eh, I was going through a phase, but I got over it. So they assume the inherent goodness of humanity and the divine spark within them. Now, the Greek Orphic poetry gets a bit darker. They make it all about the war between the Titans and the gods. And then Christians run away with all that. And it becomes all about self-denial and resisting Satan's temptations and yada, yada. Oh, no, the Christians everything. Just like right anything kidding. that's fun. It's just they take it right out of it. And... <laughs> 
stuff. And then they act like they didn't steal it from all the other cultures that preceded them. Bunch of fucking... God forbid you should enjoy anything ever. Well, they steal all the fun stuff and then introduce a lot of self-denial. It's like, let's let's take all the fun stuff and then make it less fun. Self-flagellating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's the whole thing of, like, the, the videos of, like, hyper-Christian fundamentalists being like, oh, we don't celebrate Halloween, but we dress up a little bit and have our own little thing. It's like... That's fucking Halloween, huh? <laughs> wait, wait till you've meant the fundamentalists so fundamental they don't celebrate Christmas because it's not in the Bible. Oh, well, it's like I said, that whole thing, you know, when we were when we were in the the Happy Harvest oh, that uh, place. They might not like it, but you know, they'll be damned if they'll pass up on an opportunity to profit. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Dude, well, I didn't I mean, even know until you told me that trunk or treat actually started with them because they were terrified of drugs and, and razor blades and their chocolate being handed out. Yeah. Yo, I swear to God, so no one likes your like, shitty I... kid enough to give them free drugs on Halloween, okay? People are keeping the goddamn no, yeah, free no, razor like... blades. <laughs> uh, those are expensive, right, Daniel? Mm. Yeah, good ones. Holy shit. Um, <laughs> nah, but it's to totally, totally real. Yeah, I, I, uh, when, I was, when I was a kid, I was trick-or-treating and I found a, a USB drive full of communist propaganda in my Kit Kats. <laughs> <laughs> Start them early with lemon. That's awesome. A little crunchy, oh but... One you know. year, my kid caught a pack of ramen. That was, like, the best. <laughs> <laughs> what was the look on their face? Like, Mom, what do I do with this? Oh, fuck. Shut up. I, give it to me, kid. Uh, I, I was like, do ooh, that can I have now. some Just soup? He was too. So ramen. he thought it was amazing. I got soup. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Wow. He totally ate for lunch next day. I, th I think what our neighbor flavor? just forgot that it was Halloween and she grabbed the only thing she had a bulk pack of and just started <laughs> handing it out. <laughs> that, that's a great idea. Amazing. Yeah, one kid got beef, the other kid got chicken. It was awesome. <laughs> Those are the two best flavors, in my opinion. <laughs> no, what we ought to do is hand out ramen and copies of the Communist Manifesto. <laughs> nice! Aha! I, I think that goes better with that pairs better with potatoes. Well, you don't give potatoes unwrapped, so you'd have to wrap them up with and tinfoil, mm. and then we'd have to take it out of my, my our fez budget. So you know. Or you could process them and just serve vodka. I was about <laughs> to say tiny little hotel-sized bottles of vodka. Um, oh my god! If you gave the actually gave those to kids, you'd get in so much no, trouble. No, we should give those to the grown-ups who have <laughs> to only take if the kids. No, that only to adults. Oh my gosh! Let's start that tradition: uh, candy for the kids uh, and booze yeah. for the grown-ups that have to slog around. Around the neighborhood with them. Adults should, <laughs> there be, you go. should be rewarded. There are neighborhoods that do that. Yeah. Where? Tell me. Right, speaking of Anglo-Christian terror of everything fun or unusual, Professor Andrew, where, where were you going with Lovecraft? At the Mountains of Madness has Antarctic researchers find an old city of old ones destroyed by Shoggoths. They reference the mad author of the Necronomicon as they describe the scene. Though the narrator disputes Alhazred's claim that None, meaning Shoggoth, have been bred on this planet since the scene he witnesses points to a Shoggoth attack. Most completely, in the Dunwich Horror, the Decronomicon appears in several instances and is quoted at length. <sighs> Wilbur Waitley travels to Miskatonic University to consult the book, which is kept under lock and key in the college library. To quote, he was looking, he had to admit, for a kind of formula or incantation containing the frightful name Yog sothoth Right there with you, Professor. <laughs> Now, that general idea of a secret name of a god or whatever that gives you special power or like VIP passes backstage to ask for their autograph, that is totally a thing. Apparently, yeah, Wilbur like owned his own copy in English. 
but it was an imperfect, imperfect replica of the official English translation, and he wanted to consult the earlier Latin version. To his disappointment, library staff do not allow Wilbur to check out their Latin Necronomicon to take home. However, readers do get to see an entire page from the book as follows, quote, nor is it to be thought that man is either the oldest or the last of Earth's masters, or that the common bulk of life and substance walks alone. The old ones were, the old ones are, and the old ones shall be. Not the spaces we know, but between them they walk serene and primal, undimensioned and to us unseen. Yog Sothoth knows the gate, etc., etc. Hastur, Hastur, Hastur! See? I told you nothing would happen. It's probably fine. After asking unsuccessfully to borrow the Necronomicon from Harvard, Wilbur eventually returned to Miskatonic University's library at night to steal the Necronomicon. However, he was attacked by a guard dog and his horrific true form was revealed as he died. Why did Wilbur Waitley need the Necronomicon? His twin brother was a horrible invisible creature that was growing in their barn and then escaped. Wilbur needed the proper magic words to properly empower the creature to destroy the world, of course. The hero, Dr. Armitage, has, has to use some of the incantations from the same Necronomicon, it is implied, to dispel this awful creature and save the world. No. Oh, well, 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 yeah. Yes, good, good. Oh, Encore. Yes. Good stuff. Thank you. Great lecture. Thank you, Professor. Uh, very, was very um, engaging. Educational. Slightly uh, long-winded. You're welcome. Knowledge is power. The power to shape this mortal coil into the perplexing paradoxogram of Nyarlathotep. <laughs> oh. Speaking of which, uh, has anyone checked on Daniel lately? Lorem ipsum dolor sitam et consectitur yadipishing elite. He seems about the same, though, that Icor really has reduced to low dribble. And by the same, we mean really fucking messed up. <laughs> Said do eius mod tempor incidunt ut labore et dolore magna Guys, aliqua. louder usually means worse. Why does this sound so familiar? Enim ad minim veniam. Shit. He's channeling the fifth dimension of GeoCities, a realm of dark alien gods and darker content. You know the spell? It's the unholy summoning of placeholder text. Fuck. The last known counterspell hasn't been seen online since the great takedown of 2009. Daniel! Daniel! Can you hear me? Can you has cheeseburger, Daniel? Quick, someone slap a dancing construction icon over his mouth. Come on, come on! On it! Uh, will this old sock do? Yeah, probably. There we go! At least he hasn't summoned anything dangerous. Yet. So far, he appears to have summoned one bottle of ranch dressing, a dozen pickled kumquats, a small rabbit, and a portable hibachi grill of madness! I think I have a recipe for that. Hang on. Let's let's leave the cooking for later. After this whole debacle, I don't trust any y'all with fire. Oh, and speaking of fire. What? What? You freaks got me fired. One star rating on the app. Sorry. Look, no scotch, no stars. And you fucked up the door. Fucked up? Or made it fucking better. And made our brewmaster vomit up his lungs in confusion. 
Platu Parada Necktie. Well, guess what? Tonight, the coffee comes with a slice. It's a shitty pun, but I'll allow it. Uh, Libra Media Legion, run away! Run away! At least we don't have to hold the door. That episode of the Libromania Legion was written and performed by Hope Bravo, Daniel Scribner, Ethan Ireland, Andy Slack, Alessa Luce Martinez, Andrea Palladino, and Zachariah Burks with special guest star Christine Murray as the frustrated barista. Music by Carl Casey at White Bat Audio, with sound effects and incidental music courtesy of Epidemic Sound. Visit us on Facebook at The Cinemania Society, or email us at thecinemaniasociety.gmail.com. The Libromania Legion is a product of The Cinemania Society, LLC.